is Gutterball. The Lebowski Deepcast. It does kind of remind me of like the line art of Picasso. In each episode, Brad and Adam discuss a single minute of The Big Lebowski. Why don't we keep the whole million? Providing insight. This reminds me of uh, Walmart.horse. Commentary. Don't puff your chest out all hot saucily. And conjecture. The Supreme Court has <laughs> roundly rejected prior <laughs> restraint. <laughs> and now, Gutterball. Alright, how are you doing, Brad? I am doing okay. Here for uh, episode 106. Episode 106. Couple false starts this week. Yep, couple. Couple false alarms. But we got here. We are here now. We're here now. Been a bit hectic around these parts. Yeah. But you know what they say, Brad? Do you? I don't know. What do they say? They say well, a lot of things that they, and that's what they say. They do. One of the things they say is, as for man, his days are as grass. As a flower of the field, so he flourisheth. For the wind passeth over it, and it is gone. We, we are, you know, we come and go really in the blink of an eye in the grand scheme of things, Brad. It's it's true. It's very true. <sighs> On a long enough timeline, you know, you wouldn't be able to see like a like an earth timeline. You wouldn't be able to have enough resolution. Like if you took a picture of the timeline or right. created a timeline, you would need infinite resolution to see how long even humans have been around. Right, right. Well, the um I mean, there's a thing about that, right? Because the, um, because the, I'm used to like it always being stressed how like vast these like astronomical and cosmological distances and time scales are. Uh huh. Um, but I was actually surprised. Um, because uh, I'm trying to look it up now as I'm talking because the whole, they have the whole idea of the, um, if the entire universe was a, a year, a a year, right. A calendar year. We would appear and I'm trying to find it now. I can't, I'm going to fuck up the actual. I think it's like the last 45, like. December 31st, New Year's mm-hmm. Eve at like 11:59 p.m. and 15 seconds or something like that. So we'd yeah. be the like we humans showed up in the last 45 seconds. Right. And to me, that seems like, like a long time. That's not too bad. We get a whole 45 <laughs> seconds out of the year like granted it's not a whole lot of time, but the universe is so freaking old like you know and again it's just like it's like the reverse it's had the reverse effect on me since I was a kid, right? Like, you know, it's always been like, oh, it's so vast and it's incomprehensible. But that's actually kind of comprehensible. You can comprehend it. but Like if they said we were, you know, one ten millionth of the last second before the clock strikes midnight or something, I'm like, yeah, that's like... That would seem more appropriate to you? That's a real flash in the pan, and I can't understand that. But 45 seconds? 
All right. Yeah, but not not too bad. You got to consider yeah. though. That's like a hundred thousand years ago or something. When like whatever humans were, we would barely recognize as humans. Here, I just, I'm sending you yeah, something that yeah. might help you. Wait, but why? Which is one of my favorites. I don't know if you read that. Right. I don't read it as oh. much as I should. I know it's awesome. I, I sent it to you. Like. We can provide a link to this, but um, this guy, I forget his name, Tim Urban, I think, but uh, he's interviewing Tesla right now about, not Tesla, Elon Musk, about Tesla, about SpaceX. He's got these epic, like, 40,000-word long posts. It's just incredible. But here, I sent you, like, he does this timeline thing, and I think this might do a little better of a job. Even just about, like, the Earth's place in the timeline of the universe. Right. I mean, probably you shouldn't read it all. Well, it is. It is. Well, Wait But Why is definitely very uh, wordy. It is, but it's fucking great. Well, that's his his whole gimmick, right? Well, while the whole (laughs) internet was getting uh, shorter and shorter in tweets and everything, he's like, no, I'm going to, like, make my posts be, like... You know, these epic, it takes you like all afternoon to read it type <laughs> type things. And he says things like the timeline is here and there's this one little bracket and he refers to this period of time as like, there's a little label, time until we're fucked. <laughs> right. Present day. And then there's a bracket, time until we're fucked. <laughs> I love it. But uh Yeah. Age of the Earth and Sun, Age of the Universe. It's color coded. It's good. Yeah. Good read. Good read. Yeah, it is. It is a good one. Yeah. Is he the guy? Is he where? I think because there's a link here to the Fermi paradox. Yes. Yeah, he does talk about that. And I, uh, yeah, I read. I think I read this. I think I didn't realize it was wait, but why I was reading it? Like I just clicked on a Facebook link somewhere, and uh-huh. yeah, I really love this Fermi paradox. Uh, oh my goodness, the Fermi paradox. Yes, which so if you don't know what the Fermi paradox is, listeners, um, you know that's the idea that <clears throat> if there's so many. The universe is so vast and there's so many, uh, you know, theoretical planets that would be like Earth or able to support life. And so many of those would maybe have intelligent life and the age of the universe is so vast. Like, why don't we, why are there no, why don't we like detect any signs of intelligent life out there? Shouldn't we be picking up their, their signals? Right. Or they would have found us. Or they would have found us. Like, know. it's so weird. Why does it seem like we're so alone? Where is everyone? Right. <laughs> and yes. you know there's these ideas that it could be because like well there isn't anyone else out there right. and that could be for various reasons and that so, makes you feel both very special and very very alone and afraid right. and small and stupid at the same time which is another yeah. paradox within that paradox right and there's this idea of like there's like this this filter or something so, like, you know, while there might be, let's say, thousands or however many, you know, these these multitudes of civilizations. Even within the Milky Way. Like, they all end up blowing each other up like Planet of the Apes or something. It's right. rare to live through that. So, again, it, it, we're fucked, right? Because right. we just haven't hit that wall yet. 
Um, right. But, and th- I think uh, Tim Urban has a whole, I don't know if it's part of the Fermi paradox. He might have a separate post about like that great filter event where a species or a civilization can only go so far. And like your chances of passing through that filter are so minute. Mm-hmm. Yeah. And for all we can tell, we are approaching it at breakneck speed. Right. And then, well then, okay. Scary possibility is that there's a, uh, a predator civilization out there. <laughs> right. It's more like as soon as it, you know, as soon as it hears some other, uh, sign of life it just goes and just like destroys the planet just wipes them out doesn't is, want right no competition you know yeah. and it just hasn't found us yet and here we are like blasting right. out all these signals exactly where so, like hey over here right. over here right so there could be other civilizations <laughs> out there but either a they're like smart enough like they don't broadcast anything because they don't want to be found out or if they did they got destroyed so that's right. another scary uh, possibility the and I guess one of the reasons what started me bringing this up was because there was a couple of uh, um, you know, Edward Snowden recently jumped into the fray on this question of the on Fermi the, paradox. Really? Yes, because he said if all these civilizations out there are communicating, all these communications are probably encrypted, and they probably just appear. Like, like undetectable background noise unless you right. know what you're looking for. Like background radiation. Yeah. So that's mm. why we can't understand it. You know, unless, of course, there's a civilization like specifically trying to broadcast out to find us. But again, maybe they just don't care. Right. Why do they want to find some backwater planet like Earth? And that's one of the other things is like, yeah, maybe they have found us, but they realize how primitive and stupid we are Mm -hmm. and just don't want anything to do with us. Right. Or they're all around us, right? All the signals, all the communication. We're like in the middle of a vast intergalactic or even intragalactic. Right. I guess intergalactic is a better civilization. Intergalactic civilization. But like we can't even tell. We're not advanced enough. To we can't even, even perceive it, it right? Nope. The same way it's like flatland or whatever, yeah. flat world, and or even the same way an ant can't perceive like right. what's happening, the internet or democracy or United States or you know the Gulf War. Like it's an, we're just an ant. Like we can't perceive that all that is happening around us on this planet. Even if they wanted to try to explain to us what's going on, it would be the same as trying to explain to an ant those things. Like, even if when we're walking by and we see an ant down on the sidewalk, like, we're not going to stop and pick the ant up and try to talk to it. Right. <laughs> you know, it wouldn't. Yeah. So, yeah. and that was an actually another way, but why post was like about um, AI. And he had that great, like, you know, the, the advances, evolutionary advances in intelligence are like that uh, steps, not like mm-hmm. a ladder, but like a staircase. And, you know, going from chimps to us is like going up one step or maybe two steps mm-hmm. on the staircase. Going in like from an ant to a chimpanzee is like four steps on the staircase. And the exponential growth of the intelligence of AI is going to be like, it'll approach us, be like one step behind us. And before we even know it, 
we won't even realize it will have happened. It'll be like 50 steps up the fucking staircase. Right. Before we even know that it happened. So that's another terrifying proposition. Yeah. Yeah. I remember, uh, yeah, seeing Neil deGrasse Tyson talk and he was kind of in the camp of the, you know, we might just not be able to understand what's happening. It may have already happened, you know? Yeah. And yeah, great. Real great. So some, you know, light reading, some uplifting mm-hmm. light reading. If you care to, we'll put some <laughs> links to some of this, this good shit. But the reason I brought up uh, our life is like leaves. I, you know, my grandmother went to the intensive care unit last night. So yes. She's 87. She's a stubborn SOB. Uh, but she's got pneumonia. She's always had this respiratory problem. So when we were growing up, my grandparents owned this property in the Poconos. It was 70 acres. And they had 10 rental, we called them cottages. I guess they're cottages. Okay. 10 rental cottages. Um, also a huge barn, two-floor barn. Um, another property next to the barn, sheds all over the place, big farmhouse, a pond, a swimming pool, you know, it's crazy. Mm-hmm. And we lived adjacent to that property. So we basically grew up on this property, which had its pros and cons. You know, we had to mow all the fucking grass. It was, so we had a riding mower, right. two push mowers, weed whacker. There were like fences, you know, rocks. Or, so it, even with two people. Mowing all of that grass was just a nonstop event. You never finished. You would work your way from like the south end up to the north end. By the Mm -hmm. time you finished the north end, the south end needed to be mowed again. Right. So just all summer, it was just, and I was allergic to cut grass and pollen. Uh, So that was fun. And that would like put me out. It would just like lay me up for hours at a time. I couldn't see. I could barely breathe. But the barn in particular, they stored all their shit in there. Just like my great, my great grandmother had a school in um, Hackensack, New Jersey, small school. My grandfather taught there. Um, And she was one of the first people to have a program where she took like kids from the city who had like never seen okay. a tree mm-hmm. basically and mm-hmm. she had this farm hearthstone it was called she had this farm and she would take them for the summer and they would go there and like you know you had to get water from a well that you had to pump and like i I'd just like go in the pond on a boat and like, you know, deal with animals, just shit that they had never, ever experienced. It's like, you know, asphalt to whatever country stuff. Uh, S.E. Oliva Beale was her name. Could look her up probably. Uh, but anyway, this barn. So like just decades and decades of shit, all of that shit from like the school in Hackensack, the houses in Hackensack, eventually it all got consolidated onto this, the farm, the the uh, farmhouse and the barn, basically. Mm-hmm. And that barn, this huge barn, was, f- like, filled 
just filled with shit. Upstairs, downstairs, they had a, like a facsimile of a Model T in this other like 1930s car and but just like furniture and boxes and like toboggans just everywhere but the bats Brad the bats the bats the barn was just filled with bats you go in there and you kind of even during the day like you you kind of hear them shuffle around when you went in there kind of like this <laughs> but Everything was just covered in bat shit. Uh. Just dust, and then the bat shit would turn to dust, so it was like bat shit, dust, guano, just, just, you would walk, and it would just be like, poof, poof, just like plumes of, like, shit dust coming up everywhere. Anyway, they sold the property... To people they knew, my grandmother and grandfather moved into one of the cottages that they used to rent, but they brought a lot of the shit from the barn and had it in. And by shit, you mean stuff. By shit, I mean stuff, but they also. They actually shoveled all the, the guano dust. Not to my knowledge. I mean, just by, by proxy, yeah, they did bring shit in there, literal shit. Yeah, some of it had to be clinging on there. Oh, yeah. Dust and mold and literal shit. So the cottage they lived in quickly became overrun by just this musty, mildewy oppression. And she's been living in that cottage for 20 years now. So this respiratory problem has been getting worse and worse. Um, And I don't think it obviously doesn't cause pneumonia. I don't think. But, like, I'm sure it compromises your system to some point. Yeah, it complicates the whole situation. It does. So, anyway, she refused to go to the doctor, refused to go to the doctor, and then finally went and they immediately called an ambulance and then took her to the ER and then put her in a coma, basically, in the ICU. So that's where she is now. We're going up there tomorrow. That's well, why I brought up our our lives, our, his our days are as grass. Yes, but yes. eighty seven years, it's a pretty good run. True. Well, you know, and I wouldn't necessarily count anyone out yet. I'm not counting anybody out. They said she's doing slightly better than expected, and they're going to wake her up soon. So we're going up so, there tomorrow. Well, see what I'm going to hope for the best. Appreciate it. Godspeed on your travels. Yes, thank you. But it's just apropos that we're at this point in the movie. And, you know. It is. Lebowski continues to imitate life. Yep, or the other way around. Does life imitate Lebowski? Yeah, and as I said that, because of course the phrase is, art imitates life. Mm-hmm. Or life imitates art, or whatever. Whatever it is. They go. And as and I said that, little play on that mentioning Lebowski I glance over to my screen and what do I see but the dude sitting there in the mortuary and what does it say on his shirt but art art and his there lady, he is his lady friend is an artist also yeah and she is the reason why his lineage will continue so life perpetuating itself down through the ages yeah this is an end but also a beginning 
Art's an anagram of a rat, though, also. Or tar. Or tar. Hey. Not really tars, but you have multiple. They can come all together, then you have tars. Movie idea, Brad. Uh, Interstellar prequel chronicling Tars' time before Interstellar when he was in the Marines. Tars Wars. Tars Wars. I I would watch it. I would watch the shit out of that. I would just watch like a... It doesn't need a plot. It doesn't (laughs) just... I just watch Tars doing stuff. (laughs) Tars making breakfast. Yeah. (laughs) Here's Tars like fixing a car. Tars blueberry picking with some children. (laughs) Yep. As an outreach program. <laughs> Did you see? Did I send you the link? Did we even talk about it? The Tars cosplay? No. You know, I have him right here, but he's with me right now. Oh, that's right. Tars is always with you. You lucky devil. Yep. <laughs> I'm going to take a picture of him. There he is. In case there I need is. some help. There it is. Oh. Uh, what's the Tars cosplay? Well, just the guy did, uh, he made, he pretty much just made TARS. Like life-size TARS? Life-size TARS. It was similar or perhaps exactly like it did in the movie. Like, you know, like he, he wouldn't in essence stand behind it and kind of puppeteer it. But it was so big, you couldn't necessarily see him behind it if he was just kind of walking towards you. So, right. you know, there's just like a video on YouTube with this guy going to the convention center and you know, walking through the crowd. It just looks like Tars is there. He put like an iPad in it for the screen and everything. So it had the little, oh, you know, awesome. little lights and little text running on the screen. That's so awesome. Yeah. I mean, he made it out of metal. I'm not yeah. sure exactly which metal if it was aluminum or not, but yeah, he, you know, it was pretty much just spot on. He just pretty much made, he made his own Tars. Well, he beat us to it, didn't he? Although it doesn't have, Artificial intelligence. Right. Our plan was to make an actual TARS. Right. Like, not like a, a mock, like a statue or a facsimile or a TARS costume or puppet, but an actual TARS. That not only, you know, would walk, but also have all the different folding parts and everything else. It would have the sense of humor. That you could adjust. That you yeah. could adjust. Exactly. <laughs> Oh, I see the Tars. You sent me the picture. There he is. He's just keeping watch over there. Mm-hmm. Mini Tars. You know, he's not six feet tall, unfortunately. No. But still pretty good. Still pretty damn good. Pretty damn good. Hey, do we want to do some shout outs at all? Or, um, do... or do you want to keep talking about Tars? No, we can move on to shout outs. Do you have some shout outs queued up? Yeah, I got some shout outs. Hey, let's let's shout them out. Well, I wanted to give a shout out to the Dude Hates Cancer LA. So this is an event, I guess, going into its second year. They posted to our Facebook page, which if you don't know, it's Facebook.com slash guttercast. (laughs) (laughs) It makes us laugh every time. (laughs) Never gets old. Why? Why can't anybody find this? I don't get it. So, (laughs) um. LA.thedudehatescancer.com, which is a cool fucking URL. LA. That's awesome because it's in LA. I wish I could get one of those. Well, you can. 
Yeah, but I I don't live in L.A. So. Okay. They invited us to sign some teams up and come play their event on October 24th, but as I told them, um, you know, 3,000 miles of beautiful country stand between us and that. I don't know if I'll be getting out there for that. But if anybody listening's in the area, go to la.thedudehatescancer.com and sign up a team. All of the proceeds go to Battle Cancer. Excellent. See, there you go again. The the dude, Lebowski, still making an impact. It's a positive force in the world. It will, Without a doubt, it is. Mm-hmm. So I'll put a link to that here. Just, you know, I just feel better knowing he's out there. Yep. Taking her easy for all us sinners. So there you go. And uh, we got... Um, an email from our old buddy, Costas. Ah, Costas. He's still around. He was on summer holiday, but he's binge listening and he's almost caught up. Um, he was in Athens. That's in Greece. And he says, During my summer holidays, I had the pleasure of visiting Athens, Greece, a place of wonder and history, but also of bums that do not always lose. I came across the Dude Bar completely by chance and thought it appropriate to send you a couple of pictures from there. Their quality is truly craptastic. As it was dark, my framing was being influenced by too many Caucasians, and, well, the phone I took the picture with had a most modestly priced camera sensor. He says, also, please don't rush to finish this podcast. Winter is coming here in Sweden, and darkness will no doubt wash over all of us here. There will be no bottom without gutter balls. Thank you, Costas. Uh, It keeps us going, man. Keeps us going. So I'll also put a link to this picture he sent, which I don't know how he finds these places. I know. We had a... But again, the influence of, of the dude, right? Dude bar in Glasgow, dude bar in Greece. Yep. And this, like, I don't know how he found the one in Glasgow, but this one he says he stumbled upon quite by, quite by accident. So we'll, uh, we should post, I'll post this on the Facebook page. If you want to see this, you're going to have to go to Facebook. Yes. But he took a picture of, you know, down in a Caucasian, uh, with the, Picture of the dude, huge, larger than life, in the back wall of the bar. So we'll put that up there. Thanks, Costas. We also have another one. Wow, three shout-outs. Yeah, well, this one, you know, this is important, too. Um, I have to cue it up here. It's on my phone. And this one... This one is from... Another of our old buddies... Um, this is from Gomio, so you might oh, remember Gomeo, him yes. from Take It Easy, Man, the Buddhist hip-hop song, Lebowski-themed Buddhist hip-hop song from the Hoodie Monks. So he gave us, he came and gave us notes <laughs> on episode 105, <laughs> but he... He says, in Asia, and I believe it comes from China, you are considered to be one year old when you are Uh, born. uh, Then, as Brad mentioned, everybody's age goes up by one at the new year. So your friend living in Korea would add two years to her age until she had her birthday that year. Then it would be one 
<laughs> Funny thing about that system is that I was born in December of 69. In January of 70, after being alive only a month, I'd be considered to be two years old. Yeah. <laughs> That's fucking crazy. He's two. He's been alive. He's been on this planet for third. What, hey, it's two just, days. You know, it, it's a symbol, though. You know what I mean? I do, but you know, there's also like it is based. Like, can't we say like the Earth revolves around the sun in this amount of time? And can't we base it on that somehow? Yeah, I mean, like, it, it, it does seem like if you were to be, you know, especially with young children. And even teenage years, like it, it does seem to be not that effective, right? To be what, like, what seems to not be not that effective? That that nomenclature this, this particular that they use, system, that yeah. system. Like, oh, I'm gonna take my child to the doctor. Well, how old is she? Well, she's two. That could be anywhere from one to twenty-four months. Well, and what about like statutory rape, like? You, you could be the okay, same age. Yeah, that's an interesting place you know, to go, but within, sure. Within, well, you know. Well, no, you're right, right. I thought about this when I was 18 and my girlfriend was 17. I, it terrified me. It's like, am I going to get in trouble? I'm 18. She's 17. Is that bad? Is there like, you know, do they take that into consideration? But you could be like within five days of each other, but you'd be 18 and your girlfriend would be 16, you know? Yeah. Like, what? how do they work around that? Hasn't this ever Maybe occurred to you, man? they age for those types of things. What do I mean, they you use? you don't know. They, they'd use something else. Like what? What would maybe you use? They have a separate, uh, maybe they have a separate... Take an IQ test? A separate concept, right? That's closer to what we call age. What's the separate concept? I don't know. I don't know because, like, we're so blind to it in our culture. I mean, it's definitely cultural, but they, there must be something. Like, I'm thinking, so here's what I'm thinking, right? That they could have another, some other term of art that might clo more closely resemble chronological age that's used for these more kind of legal and scientific purposes, but maybe... Colloquial Not. age is different. Well, well, that's even the right term for it. So here's a here's a completely bizarre example. But there are. So there's a culture. So I think of like, you know, Aboriginal Australians that. Uh, and I'm stopping for a second because I just realized the word original is an Aboriginal. So that word suddenly makes sense to me, except why is it Aboriginal? Right. It's like, almost that seems like bad. Right. It seems like it's qualifying it somehow. Like it's just, there's just original Australian. That would be aboriginal. Right. Like yeah, I'm not like, entirely sure what that means, but like normal abnormal use abuse. Right, right. Original like, you know, again, again, what's embedded in our language? The uh So it the ab the racism. is a word forming element meaning away from, from off or down, off, away from. So yeah, that's bad. Aboriginal. Yeah. Why would they do that? <laughs> uh, yeah, like ab. Yeah, I don't know. Anyway, that makes no sense. 
What the fuck? In their languages, right? And again, I don't know if I'm just like spouting uh, <laughs> squantos or what. But, <laughs> <laughs> but but the idea is, um, you know, in their language, they don't have right or left. They say um, east or west. That makes more sense. Well, but it, it doesn't. Yeah, it doesn't matter. Like even if I'm looking at my computer screen, I would say like, well, on the east side, right? The problem is if I like turn around 180 degrees, now that's called the west side. So you need to know which way you're facing, and everyone else you're talking to, which way they're facing, like at all times. They're in tune with their world and their surroundings but in they, a way yes. that we have lost because we have too much like built up structure. Right. We spend so much time indoors and yeah, like we just maybe. ignore, we ignore the world too much, yeah. Brad. But even well, I, I think they've tested this, right? Like, like, you know, Westerners that Western scientists or sociologists or whatever that are so fascinated by this concept, like even indoors, they have no trouble keeping track of it. I don't have any trouble keeping track of it. Their brain just does it automatically. I certainly could not do that myself. I know within probably 10 radial degrees, if that's even the right I like way the qualified, to, the type of degree you're talking about. Like which direction I'm facing. Well. Almost all times. Unless, unless, and my wife, you might know her. Her name is Leslie. She doesn't. She has no clue which direction she's facing for the most part but i would say i'm kind of in that boat the boat of not knowing which direction you're facing yes unless i'm underground and as soon as i get underground i'm lost and when she is underground she knows exactly where she's going and which way shit's going trains mostly subways right but she knows and i i just it's like like being in a kryptonite chamber for my my superpower of knowing which direction I'm facing. So I have to say, in retrospect, I have no idea how the second concept of age has to do with these directions that Aboriginal Australians keep track of. So oh, right. That's, that's why you started that. <laughs> no. So it doesn't. OK, so you really don't know. I mean, I kind of know, but... Do you want to try? It might be amusing. No, well, it's just the fact that there's <laughs> concepts that different cultures might have that another culture can't appreciate, and that's actually not the best example of it. I kind of started with a bum example. Well, kind of like sometimes you eat the bar, and sometimes the bar, well, it eats you. Sure. Like some kind of Eastern thing? Sure. Okay. But you you can't really distill it in a way that would be palatable for me no well well i mean okay i'll try again make it simple like a kindergartner could understand <laughs> i just think the bottom line is the second concept of age you know the whole concept of age well the whole concept of age as you what's know, his nuts said the, the, the rambam mm -hmm. that's what it all comes back to in the 14th century. Mm -hmm. Although, you know, if you're going to 
say the age is a construct, the 14th century is certainly a construct. 14th century? 14th from what? Zero? The fuck is zero? It's a construct. Sure. Well, imagine, again, right, the idea that, well, I don't even know if this is true or what this could possibly mean. I think this is probably apocryphal, right? The idea that, like, Mayans didn't have zero in their number system or whatever, and that caused mm-hmm. them problems. Right. I think that's not true. Why do you think that's not true? I just think that's not true. I think I've, well, one, I think I've heard, but I can't be certain what I've heard and what I haven't heard. Well, zero is a very hard to keep that track. Well, I was going to say, imagine how hard it would be. Again, if they have no zero, zero is easy for us. For them, they have no concept of it. Zero does not exist in nature, you know? So, you know, we, math is a universal language. Like, I'm, I'm kind of agreeing with you here. I think, like, yeah, universal language, but we still made it up. It's not really a universal language. We made it, you know? So you should be able to develop the theory of everything, the grand unified theory, without a fucking zero. There's no zeros in nature. There's no negative numbers in nature. There is a way to do it, and maybe that's what's fucking us up with that. Like, marrying the study of the very small and the very large together. That's why they don't fucking mesh. We've overcomplicated it. God damn it. What do you think about that? Eliminate the zeros and the negative numbers. We'll see what happens. I'll I'll try it. Try it out. I'll try anything once. (laughs) Tell me how it goes. Let me know what happens. Just be careful. Well, I remember there was something like, uh, yeah, like early mathematicians. Man, I'm just going to fuck up this story. I fucking Who all cares? Up. It doesn't. I've already fucked like, there up was so like arguments, right? Like back in like, these are kind of like what I'd imagine like the, uh, you know, Archimedes days uh, when they're still just kind of getting handle on like the, you know, or like Pythagoras, like these like basic concepts of geometry. Were kind of like major discoveries. Mm-hmm. I I believe they had like there was like this philosophical argument over whether or not you could have like numbers that weren't just whole numbers. Like you couldn't have one and a half. Like that. Like there was this like kind of argument over whether or not that was you could actually do that. But you know, units are units. Whether it's you know a lamp or an apple or a cat. You can have one and a half apples. That was probably the argument. Like It seems this... so obvious to us now. Right. I'm just saying somebody like Archimedes probably sat there, cut an apple in half and said, what is this one apple? No, no, they would say it's three half apples. <laughs> I don't know. <laughs> yeah. Well, half an apple can't have a partial number. So that wouldn't work. I'm just wondering what the counter using numbers to describe things in reality was such a a a janky concept at first that like it's so obvious to us to cut an apple in half and say, look, it's one and a half. Probably seemed like heresy. It wasn't even like this whole like probably seemed like you were way off the rails into anything that I'm qualified to talk about. It's like you were a lunatic. One and a half doesn't exist, man. This, I mean, if we're, are we going to talk about going from one to half then? 
And I just realized my brother was looking this up. You might know him. His name's David. But uh, I forget what it's called. But this little thing, and I still (laughs) have a problem with it. I still don't like it. Where, you know, ah, geez, I wish I could remember what the fuck it is. But traveling from one point to another point, even just walking across the room, to get from point A to point B, that's, you know, 10 feet, whatever. Feet. I hate that, that we use that, but whatever. I got to walk through the doorway. To get there, I must at least travel half the distance. Okay, I've done that. I'm traveling at constant speed, though. To get from half way there to the rest of the way, I must at least travel half of that distance. On and on and on we go. Eventually, we know by experiments, because I've tried this, that you actually do walk through the doorway. Like, I've tried it. Which can only mean that at some point, there is a unit that is indivisible. Well, it's the we, only answer. We live in the Matrix. It's well, all how illusion. Does, That's also the answer to the Fermi paradox. What, we live in the Matrix? Yeah. Which is why we haven't been ravaged from a predatory right, or, or intergalactic any signals or anything. Because it wasn't programmed into our simulation. Well, that is actually another one of the theories is that the, it's like the walled off garden theory or something where some super smart, whatever it's the benevolent version of the super smart is instead right. of predatory. It's like we're in they like a are, nature preserve or something. Right. Right. Now, whether they're just like bringing us along so that they can have some fun a la, you know, predator and Arnold Schwarzenegger. Right, or in essence, like, it's game lands. Game lands. Or whether it is benevolent, who knows. But anyway, indivisible units, Brad. It's the only answer for well, being Adam, able to travel any anywhere at any time. Yes. Adam means indivisible. That's me. So, you're, 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 you're in the right field. <laughs> yes. Also, Gomio corrected us. Um, We're still in the uh, the shout out portion of the show. Yeah, because I think I said I mentioned Walter driving and like keep it at twenty five mph, fifteen mph. So he's keeping us. Wow, keeping he's us really legit. keeping us down. That's good though. Thanks, there, Gomio. Yep, gotta keep and, us honest. And he also mentioned when Walter says, "I'm pumping blood." Um, he says that when Uli charges Walter, you hear Walter say, oh, oh, like you don't see it happen. Kind of like, psh, and then you see the sword fall. But he says he always thought Walter was cut by the sword on his left side. Screen right. When he lets out those O's. Interesting. I never really heard Walter. Yeah, I would need to go that. back and and listen to that. But hey. We've as we've already kind of uncovered so far this episode, anything's possible. Anything is possible, and we don't know shit. The royal we, the editorial, yeah, anything's possible. Uh, I think that's all the shout-outs I got, man. All right. Well, thank you, Gomeo. Yep. Costas. Indeed. And Cancer LA. Or- yep. Oh. And I would be remiss if I didn't also mention that they do have a Philadelphia event coming up. So okay, they're on both sides of the country. The Dudes Bar Crawl. 
benefiting the Leukemia and Lymphoma Society. East Passayunk, South Philadelphia, Saturday, May 16th. So you've got some Saturday, May 16th, 2016. That can't be 26. Oh, that must be. I was going to say, we, you got a lot of time to prepare when I hope it's 2016. Cause I, I wouldn't mind attending. Oh no, that was posted in April. So damn it. You missed that one. Well, anyway, they've got other events, I guess. So just go to the website and you can find dude hates cancer. Shit. Yep. LA, the dude dot the dude hates cancer.com. But yeah, that's it. Thank you to everybody. It keeps us running. Us us Doobie brothers. So should we hit up the revisits then? I think it's time. We're only 45 minutes in. Right. What do we do? You got some revisits? I think we have some revisits. What do we got? Lay something on me. Well, the first thing I'll mention, and no one took us the task for this, luckily. <laughs> but um, Not yet. Not yet. Some people aren't caught up. But we that's that's true. I was actually I did one of that was another thing because Gomeo was commenting on the previous episode that was just posted, you know, not even a week ago as right. we record this. And so that's actually uh yeah, it's very rare that we get comments up to date. Usually right. it's like I'm we're I'm listening to an episode that was recorded two years ago. Not that there's anything wrong. We love no, that, right? No, love it. But and people discover this at different times, you know, and you go through it at your own pace. That's what's awesome about it. But frankly, like two years ago, I was like smoking a lot of tie stick, occupying various administration buildings. And frankly, Brad, I don't remember a lot of it. So, I mean, I can't really be of help. But a week ago, I can I can get behind that. You can kind of get behind that. Yeah. Yeah. When he started talking about the ages, I was like, okay, I remember we did talk about that. Right. I vaguely remember that. Yes. Well, this. Yeah. Yeah. So revisits. We talked yeah. about the King James Bible. Right. But we we did talk about we did kind of posit that perhaps the Catholic Catholics used and I was raised Catholic, but you yeah, know you should used, have known that. I, I used was the raised King Catholic. James Bible. Like I never knew what Bible it was. Like in my like growing up Catholic, it's just like it's just the Bible. Right. Really? You don't. I mean, it's printed right on there. It's probably printed somewhere, but that's just like the small print, the detail. It's just the Bible. Like, you know I what? It's this. not. It's that there. It's a pretty big deal. What version it is. Like what I've discovered. Well, no, it's not a pretty big deal if you're Catholic. Well, I wouldn't know anything about that. It's a pretty is what I'm saying. Big like, deal. If growing you're up Protestant. Catholic, it was like everything to do with Christianity was just Catholic. And then you had everything else, all these other things, but they're just kind of lumped together as like the other, right? Whereas I think growing um, up Protestant, it was very fractured. Like, yeah, it's all it's all fractured, and you like respect that and have a greater appreciation for that because you're in one of those specific fractures, right? And Catholic was just another one of those fractures, right? Whereas. When you're in Catholic, when you're when you're in there in Catholic, like it's not, it's different. <laughs> when you're in the Catholic, when you're deep in the Catholic, it's not doesn't work that way. At least that was my experience. I don't know. Your mileage may vary. Bottom line is, there's a very there's a whole rule about how a translation can get approved to be used, but. Uh, 
Yeah, the the King's James is not in there. King's James was actually specifically translated to, um, like anti-Catholic. Yeah, to do, uh, yeah, to to do like Anglican theology, Church of England stuff, right, which was the right. big break from the Catholic Church. So yeah, it was right. like kind of like ridiculously off point <laughs> in some ways. Yeah, like intentionally flowery and verbose. Yeah, it wasn't necessary. So before we get all the the haters, <laughs> have we ever really gotten a hater? No, we haven't. Well, apparently one didn't Spax find one that said bullshit or something, but we never actually saw that. So yeah, and I don't know if I saw it or it just was the image was burned into my mind. But in any case, Maybe. before we get the haters. Yeah, King James Bible, not Catholic. Catholics don't use it. It's not it. New Revised Standard, right? The New Revised Standard version is one of the the versions. I think that's what is... Yes, there's a Catholic edition, and that is the version. Although there's other translations that are approved for private use and study by Catholics. Private use. Don't go spouting this stuff around publicly. Right. Just in the, you know, privacy of your own home, what you do there, fine. Get mm-hmm. yourself an NIV, you know? Get yourself a new American standard. But, you know, if you're out there in the world, new revised standard. Right. Now, growing up, our preferred um, edition was the new international version, the NIV. Yeah, that seems what a lot of people, what a lot of... That seems fairly common to me. And when I, I think I said it last week, I don't need to return. But when I discovered that, um, I never even discovered that. Like again, my sheltered life, I never really, yeah, even read another translation or even thought about the fact there would be other translations. I think until I was in college, and I discovered the new international version, I was just like kind of like blown away. Like, oh, this is like kind of translated in a little more like understandably yeah i had a kind of like modern like just like you know kind of like rapping with the dude i had a um a children's like illustrated bible or something that i repurposed for one of our 54 hours movies uh i don't remember what it was called it had some thermite music to it and we're tracking down a long hallway and it's just quoting a piece of scripture. I don't know if you remember that, uh, but that was I don't like, know if I do it. Um, got, has some interesting, interesting translation there. It's called nothing from something. Yes. Yeah, right here. Oh, I damn it. I put fucking ads on my videos. <laughs> You put you think, them there, uh, or YouTube I, just threw them there? No, I, I allowed them to. Um, do you think 68 views will get me any money? Sixty-eight's <laughs> <laughs> not too bad. No, no, I'm actually pretty proud of it's that. It's better than five. Just think about it, 68 times. Granted, 63 of them are probably you, but... Yeah, at least that. Here, I'm adding another one right now. Although, I think if... I'm logged in, right? It doesn't... Yeah, I'm not sure about that. Oh, it's called New Illustrated Bible for Children. 
So the narration for the video was from the new in, new illustrated Bible for children. I wish I still had it. Pretty kick ass, honestly. Yeah, I remember as a kid having these um and I think they were like my mom's originally. So they're like I guess from the 40s or or I guess the 50s actually would be um they were these, and they were just really fascinating to me. They were these books that were kind of really big and heavy, and they were shaped kind of interesting, like like different. They were like 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 long, you know what I mean? Like you'd flip the opening; it was like long, mm-hmm. but not yeah. necessarily tall. Right. Right, but right. it um, but you know, it was all illustrated. It was just kind of like stories. Um, these highly Science illustrated stories. stories. No, just about, you know, that we're supposed to teach you about, I guess, like Catholic theology or something. About visitors coming down to Earth from other planets. Sorry. But I don't even know where I got with it. But yeah, but there was a story I remember. And they were so like, and I guess because it was from the 50s, but again, because they were, these were obviously like really expensive. They were treated very well. Like they would go in like a case. And he would take it out. Um, but, you know, my my mom would take them out. So, I, you know, I wanted to see them because they had, like, colorful pictures and everything. Mm-hmm. And so we'd go through them. Or I, I, I don't know. She, I guess she would read them to me. And then eventually I would be able to read them. We'd go through these stories. But, uh, yeah, I don't know. There's a story about, like, a that I'm remembering now that I would want it to be interesting to go back and try to read the kind of the political messages into this because it was kind of like a, um, you know, it was like a, a kid, a boy in Africa. I don't know if they gave any like time frame to this, but this was this kind of like hardcore stereotypical Africa setting, like, you know, right. like living in a hut and a Coke bottle falls the from the sky kind and of it thing. changes their See, entire that was, way of that life. Those were ab originals, okay? <laughs> but um, anyway, about him. The gods his, must be crazy, Brad. And his uh, guardian angel. They just must be crazy, I tell you. Guardian angel. Guardian angel. Hey, Joss Whedon uh, had an angel that lived in his house that was 10 feet tall. And they had a chair for it. Uh, he didn't uh, sit in the chair. It was over in the corner, the kitchen. Now, if you think about a house, uh, the ceilings are about seven feet tall. Mm-hmm. So if you imagine a 10-foot-tall hulking angel trying to worm its way around through that house, mm-hmm. like, not a pleasant sight. How could it fit its ass in the chair, even? How did the chair not break? Was it tall and skinny? I don't know. I don't know. I never actually saw it. I just saw the chair. Uh, they had a woman staying there one time, helping her out, gave her a place to stay. And uh, I guess she she may have stolen some shit out of their bedroom or something. And they came home or something, and she was freaked the fuck out. And I guess she claims to have seen it. And then she left, screaming. And that, But that wasn't the first hint that the, an angel lived there. No, they already knew the angel lived there. It's like, what did you do? Because she was freaked out because, you know, you see a 10-foot angel smashing through the house because you're doing something wrong. That's going to freak you out probably a little bit. 
So she was like out of her mind. It's like, you did something wrong and you saw it, didn't you? <laughs> you did uh, something wrong and you saw it. Yep. So didn't sit Shit. in that chair. <laughs> didn't sit in that chair too much. Speaking of uh, freaky things, did you watch that trailer I sent you? Which one's that? Good night, mommy. Is, oh, wait a minute. Is that the one with the two twins? No. Yes. Yeah. Well, I don't know. Was that a while ago? I've seen some trailers for it. Yeah. I sent it. I mean, I just discovered it maybe, I think maybe over the weekend. Oh, no. I saw it. I don't remember you sending that to me. And I think I, I sent it to you over the weekend. Maybe I clicked on it. But yeah, I'd already seen that. I made sure to send it to my daughter immediately. <laughs> <laughs> Yeah, that's awful, isn't it? That's quite a trailer. It's pretty fucking bad. I'll be checking that out. Yeah. When it comes out around here. You know what? It's it's the kind of bad, I think, that... That only uh, Europeans can do. Well, yeah, that only those fucking Germans can do, but also that I'm okay with. Like, I'm not okay with the Lars von Trier bad. Something about it, just I can't stomach it. But I can stomach that kind of stuff. Like, it'll terrify the shit out of me, but I'm okay with it. I don't know. I thought maybe the mother, with all her bandages and everything, might be too close to, like, a living doll for you. No. 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 It's more mummy-esque. So, I was okay with it. Like, still unsettling as shit, but not... Ugh. Yeah. Not Antichrist-level... That's just... Mm. Fuck. The wind passeth over it, and it is gone. So we have a whole minute to talk about. Oh yeah, we should play that. We have a big stack of uh, revisits. We did one, right? We did one. We have like maybe <laughs> seven or eight more. Do we want to go through these? I don't We're know. We're only an hour into the episode so far, so... Um... How are we ever gonna do all of this? I don't know. Are we gonna are we gonna break this up to a one hundred six a? We're gonna have to have a one hundred six a. Is that just how we do it? Is this just the new the new normal now? I didn't do it on purpose. Is it my fault? Did I talk too much about mowing grass when I was a youngster? No. Okay. And that was a fucking great story. All right. Um. Shit. Well. Well. Shit. Let's do, do we, some revisits. Let's do some... Do we play the minute, though? No, we're doing no, revisits. We, we play the minute after revisits, so... All right. Well, you had the King James Version. So, I wasn't even sure... I think we talked about this a little bit. Um, Carter Burwell has another piece of music here as we transition into the funeral home. Right, yeah, we did talk about it. Right, we, we, kind, of, we kind of characterize it as it like... It's almost like halfway between music and halfway between just like a sound effect. Right, right. But I don't I don't know if we pointed out the detail that at the end of this transition when it goes dark, oh. we see the googie stars that this kind of low tone, weird like ominous stuff kind of transitioned transitions into whale song. Shit, you're right. Fucking whale song, right? I think you're right. I don't know why. 
just because the dude was listening to it, you know, in the tub. But well, again, it's one of the reason. things, right? Like just like all the the phrases that get repeated. Yeah. There's there's other things. There's well, there you know. There's also visual cues, right? Like you know the the painting on Mod's wall of the scissors and the red colors, and it turns into the guy with the giant scissors cut off as Johnson. Mm-hmm. Like this is and here's just an odd, like kind of a, a audio example of that kind of weird mixing, right? Mixing right. bowl of all this stuff that just comes out in different ways. It just splashes out left and right. It's all in the stew. It's definitely stewy up. And when he was listening to the whale song, he was in the tub in his darkened apartment with kind of sparks of light because it was lit by candlelight. And as this scene kind of dims out and goes black, we see these sparks of light on the side of the bowling alley. These neon Sputnik like star shapes of this googie style. And then everything dims out, and those are the only things that are left until those two fade away. As Donnie is fading away. The light has gone out of him. So, yeah, there's that one. I was also looking at Walter um, when we first see the dude and Walter in the mortuary. Mortuary, right? Yes. It's a mortuary, that's, not a rental that's house. That's what he says. This is a mor- right. sir. This is a mortuary. So I th- like. I'm looking. I'm assuming first of all that Walter is reading a Bible, right? That's got to be a Bible. <laughs> yeah, there. yeah. Looking at where he is, like where he's turned to. Oh, I got what you're going in the book. Like mm-hmm. I think he. They've been staring at Psalm one hundred three fifteen. It looks like there's a good chance he might actually be reading from Psalms. Like, he he may have looked up this passage. Just, like, going by, like, where he is in right. there. Could very well be he's in Psalms. Like, if I was Walter, that's where I would turn to, probably. Sure. Like, I'm looking at this piece of scripture on the wall. Like, let's turn to it. See if they got it right. See what else there is to say there. Find some comfort, some solace. At least it's an ethos. I wonder if uh, where that would be. Yeah, I guess not. I was going to say, would it would it vary widely where that would be in the book? Not widely. With based different on, versions. Based on the translation. Not really. Not really. Not enough to notice from this far out, at least, I don't think. Mm-hmm. Um, and also, when we get to the mortuary... We see this two-shot of Walter and the dude. We hear Francis Donnelly, his footsteps coming. We see him come up the steps behind them as he kind of enters. Now we see the dude and Walter from behind, and as Donnelly enters, there's this low tone that comes in, like this foreboding low tone that kind of then fades out. And it kind of blends in a little bit with all the other craziness audio wise that's going on in this environment. Right. But there's a definite like right when Donnelly enters, it's very foreboding. And it's like, here is the guy who's going to present you with Donnie's mortal remains. So it's just like hitting you because you assume the first time you watch this, 
Well, you you know, we faded out from outside the bowling alley. You don't know if Donnie's alive or dead. Now you see the two shot. You're assuming. It's like, wait, where are we? And then we see the reverse. We see the scripture on the wall, and we're kind of getting it like, oh, shit. And then Donnelly comes in. It's just like, that's really when it's kind of sinking in, like, oh, fuck. Donnie's gone. So just another way to, like, reinforce that. um, Mm -hmm. I don't even know what you would call it. Not a plot point, but just an emotional cue, I guess. Nice work. Whoever did the sound design on this, which I'm sure we'll know in a few episodes. Um, Did you notice that also, this is a slight revisit, the dude's fingering the mints. Yes. He's trying to find the right color. They're mostly white, but there's a few like yellowish beige ones in there. And he's, I feel like he's sorting through there to find the yellow one. But I can't quite tell if he actually picks up a yellow one or not. So he's, in essence, trying to color coordinate his mints in his shirt. That's what I'm claiming. It's a little OCD part of the dude. Yeah, I feel like the dude does not. And it's interesting. You know, it's new shit coming to light, I would say. But I, I hate to say it, but I think he actually eventually picks out a white one. After he's fingering around he's just in looking there. looking for a good one. Well, what the fuck are they even? Are they just those, Little like, melt-away? Are those the melt-away ones? And can he touch any more of them? Who was the last person in here touching all of them? Can't you put a spoon in there or something? A little pair of tweezers? Some tongs? Everybody's just fingering the mints? Brad, yes. finger, you don't eat shit like this. You don't put it in your mouth. Mm, yeah, I'll agree with you on that one. Like, like at a bar, here's a little basket of nuts. Like the dude was had the basket of nuts. He's just uh, in there. But just yeah, put, people go to the bathroom, Brad, and they don't wash their hands. And then they come, they sit down, and they put their pee and poop-riddled hands all through this shit. You just... I know, you gotta ingest a certain amount of poop just part of in life, order man. to, like, sustain your immune system. It's a part of life. But it doesn't have to be. Like some... I don't have to eat other people's shit if I don't want to. No, you're, you're well within your rights to, avo- to, to try to limit that. However, you're, whatever actions you think may lead to that, go for it. More power to you, buddy. Keep telling Whatever yourself. Whatever actions might lead to what? To, to limiting your shit intake. And you think the shit's getting in there anyway? Yeah. Little shit never hurt anyone anyway. A little bit, but I don't have to, like, see it. I want to... People can just fart, and, like, I know there is particulate in there that I'm inhaling a little bit. Can I just get it that way? And not, like, just, like, put it in my mouth, like, wiped on a little melt-away mint? I want to choose my shit intake. Fucking have them individually wrapped. <laughs> but then who individually wrapped them? Where like did they little... do that? What was in that facility? It's like drinking a can of beer or a can of soda 
so careful about this, but guess what? You bring the can of beer and you just crack it open, then you put your mouth on it. Like, <laughs> where's that can of beer been? And you're just mouthing all over it? That's true. Like, at least with a bottle, the kind of, like, most of where you might touch your lips to is, was covered. Yeah, you're still getting your lips You're still on getting there. a little bit, but on the, you're right, on the can, it's just nothing. Nothing. Forget man. about it. You're just putting it. Just right there. Let me suck it all up. Yep. You might as well put your mouth anywhere on that can, on the bottom. Might as well lick yeah. the entire can clean. Well, I tried to shotgun a beer for the first time ever back in February. I don't know if I told you about that. No. Yeah, uh, it was my brother's wedding. You might know him. His name is David. But um, there were a bunch of youngsters there, his bride's uh, yeah. cousins. And they're like, hey, you know, of course, I can drink eight times as many beers as them, but whatever. They're like, hey, let's shotgun a beer. I'm like, I have never done that. I'll try it. So you, you like jab a hole in the side of the beer. Okay. And then you put that, you put your mouth over that. So then, yeah, your mouth is now on the side of the can. So that's gross. Although not really any grosser. Not really, right? Not really any grosser. Yeah. And then you open it and you kind of squeeze it all in there. And you're supposed to, like, do that thing where you open your epiglottis or whatever somehow and just keep it open. It's supposed to travel down into your stomach. But I can't do that. Right. You need more practice. I have to, like, gulp and swallow. Gulp, gulp, gulp. And it didn't work because it all comes rocketing out. So it, I just spewed it out all over the uh, patio. Hey. A for effort, though. A for effort. I tried, damn it. I tried. I put a link to Goodnight Mommy trailer in there. Good. Um, is that all the revisits? Do you have anything else? I don't have anything else. I think that's good. There's no way we're getting through the rest of this, though. No. So, should we... Just postpone we... playing the minute till next episode altogether? What did we do last time? Did we play it tw- but in both episodes? I don't remember. I don't remember. We might have played it in both. Well, last time we totally, we even ended the episode not even thinking we needed to do it again. Right. I think but- it was after we were done, we were like, oh shit, like we have to redo this. But, uh, you know, I guess it depends. Are we even going to bother talking about it? I Not at this point. So I might as well just, just, uh, you know, just, that's just it then. It's what? Fuck it. Where is it? It's on the poop deck. Next time on Gutter Balls. Yeah, that's for the urn. Don't need it. We're scattering the ashes. <laughs>